0: Sorry, broadcasting on AMI-TV from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. You can also check us out on the podcast. It's Kelly and Ramia with Grant and Ramia today. I always have to do that math in my head, Ramia, because it must be so weird to you, but on the West Coast here, it's from 11 to 1. So it's kind of mm, like a yeah. morning-midday show. So I hear you and Kelly saying it all the time, but I still have to kind of check myself.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Like, that's the national part of this national broadcast, which is... Um, trying to keep track of a the time zones because for me that's always been a struggle but then also to be like and what does this show mean for someone listening later in the day or earlier in the day and are we satisfying those people because you know sometimes we get into like gross conversations and you got to listen to that through dinner
0: (laughs) exactly through my lunchtime.
1: (laughs) but the next one is not going to be super gross so you can listen to it any time of day we're going to talk television with greg david our communication specialist
2: i'm greg david and i love tv join me on kelly and ramya where we talk about the biggest hits misses and trends in television and entertainment
1: greg you had a few things you wanted to bring up this time around and we voted on sitcoms so we're getting a brief history lesson on the birth of sitcoms today do you want to start at the very very beginning what does the word sitcom even mean and what is it talking about
2: Yeah, I mean, when I first pitched this segment, I thought, oh, we'll be able to wrap everything up in just a few minutes. But it turns out that the history (laughs) of the sitcom, there is just so much information to talk about. So, yeah, let's go back to the very beginning. So what does the word sitcom even mean? Uh, This is a shortening of the word situation comedy or situational comedy. And it is a genre of comedy centered on a fixed set of characters who mostly carry over from episode to episode. Yes, I did get that from Wikipedia, but I thought that that was, you know, the most obvious or, or the best way to describe it. And um, sitcoms are different from sketch comedy. Uh, sketch comedy, like Saturday Night Live, is a troupe that uses, you know, new characters but also established characters in a bunch of sketches. And it's also very different from stand-up comedy, obviously, where a comedian tells jokes and stories to an audience. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about it is that sitcoms actually started on radio, but of course we know that they are on uh, mostly found on television right now and uh and you can have a live studio audience in front of uh in front of you know when a show was being filmed like you know two and a half men or or uh or or the big bang theory or it can be imitated and enhanced by the use of a laugh track which is uh you know you can always tell when there's a laugh track and it isn't a live studio audience
1: can you there's been a lot of controversies around certain some of our favorite shows being accused of just using laugh tracks (laughs)
2: oh i can i mean you know way back in the in the 70s and 80s you could definitely tell when there was a laugh track because usually Mm -hmm. it was put over a joke that wasn't funny so you knew it was a laugh track (laughs) at that point
1: (laughs) which then is also used as an insult when a show when people don't find a show funny they're like oh god so many laugh tracks and friends yeah rude
0: okay you know i i find the concept of sitcoms on old-time radio to be so interesting and I think that a lot of blind people find this a really accessible form of entertainment and what's really fascinating is it just the difficulty that I think people have today of describing really visual elements mm. but when you listen yep. to old-time radio it was like IDV like they just had this wabious at uh, sound or yeah. conversation of just working it in. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Grant, and I'm, I'm glad
2: that you brought that up. Like, when you think about the War of the Worlds, which is kind of the classic radio play that everybody talks about, when you listen to that, there is a lot of description happening because you're right. You've got to have that those visual cues given to you by the narrator or the cast of characters augmented by the sound effects. But, yeah, it was really fascinating to go back and listen to those old radio plays and say, yeah, like they had to describe the audience to the audience what was happening because it was radio. There was no screen showing
0: us what was happening. Mm-hmm, exactly. And done in such, such an elegant way where it was built right into the program. Uh, do we want to talk about the very first sitcom on television? What was it? Yeah, I thought – I immediately assumed that it
2: was going to be an American show, and it actually wasn't. (laughs) The first sitcom on television was on the BBC, and it was called Pinwright's Progress. It was a British television sitcom that aired on the BBC from 1946 to 1947, so just one season. And it was the world's first regular half-hour televised sitcom The 10 episodes, they actually aired every two weeks. Uh, uh, So on BBC, there was uh, Pinwright's Progress. And then on every other week, there was another show called Kaleidoscope that was a variety show. And uh, Pinwright's Progress was broadcast live from BBC Studios at Alexandra Palace. And the, the synopsis for the show is that Jay Pinwright is a proprietor of a small shop who interacts with his staff and customers. So really not. I mean, the formula really hasn't changed a lot. It's still, you know, in most cases, just people interacting with other people. Uh, so, yeah, fascinating. Pinwright's progress. And you if you do a Google search, you can find some images. But that's all that, uh, that uh, is still sticking around from, uh, from 1946 to 1947.
1: So we have no idea if it was actually funny or not, but it led the way, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> How about the first ever television sitcom in North America?
2: Yeah, so this was a show called Our Miss Brooks, and like Grant was saying before, it actually began as a radio broadcast on CBS from 1948 to 1957 before moving over to TV. And this one starred an actress named Eve Arden as a cynical high school teacher, and when the show was adapted to television from 1952 to 1956, it became one of TV's earliest hits. And in the U.S., it was uh, uh, director and producer William Asher. Uh, He's been credited with being the man who invented the sitcom because not only did he direct episodes of Our Miss Brooks, but then he moved on to, like, the next big, big hit on television, which was I Love Lucy in 1952. And he directed 110 out of of the 179 episodes of I Love Lucy. And uh, after that, he moved on to Bewitched, which starred his wife Elizabeth Montgomery, and that was on the air in 1964. And he also directed over two dozen of the leading sitcoms at the time, which was uh, the ba- the Patty Duke show and Gidget. So it all really started with Armis Brooks, but then really kicked into high gear when I Love Lucy hit the airwaves.
0: I love that you talked about Armis Brooks. It's actually one of my favorite old time radio shows. And it's really? such a, yeah, absolutely. I love their style of sort of like, pun punny comedy but not overdone yep. i love that it was sort of like an innocent time and and it quite a breakthrough show for for women too though because if you listen to it now it just sounds very sort of tame but but she really was a, a powerful character female lead uh greg uh let's talk a little bit more about I Love Lucy, which I've also yeah. listened to, you, and that's a really good show. And it opened mm-hmm. the door for a flood of sitcoms. What other sitcoms were broadcast in the 1950s?
2: I mean, this this, it's, this is like, uh, you know, people, when I say this, these next bunch of shows, everyone's going to say, yeah, I remember that. So The Honeymooners originally aired from 1955 to 1956, and this was created uh, by and starring Jackie Gleason, and it was based on a recurring comedy sketch uh, that he did on his own variety show, and uh, that followed the lives of a New York City bus driver named Ralph Cramden, who was played by Jackie Gleason, uh, his wife Alice, played by Audrey Meadows, Uh, Ralph's best friend, Ed Norton, who is uh, played by Art Carney and Ed's wife, Trixie who was portrayed by Joyce Randolph as they got involved with various schemes in their day-to-day living. Then there was the Andy Griffith show with Andy Griffith as Andy Taylor. Uh, he played a widowed sheriff of Maybury, North Carolina, which was a, a fictional community. And uh, his lifelong friend and deputy, Barney Fife, played by Don Knotts, was part of that show, as well as Andy's aunt and housekeeper, B. Taylor, played by Francis Bavier. And Andy's young son, Opie, played by a little Ron Howard, So that was another one that happened during the 50s, as well as the Dick Van Dyke show from 1960. uh, We're getting into the 60s at this point, but there was the Dick Van Dyke show with uh, with Dick Van Dyke playing a character of uh, Rob Petrie and uh, and Mary Tyler Moore played his wife, Laura Petrie. And so, yeah, I mean, those are the shows that still kind of stick around today that people talk about as kind of the classics of television.
1: Exactly. They've done really, really well. They're, uh, you know, often looked at as some of the most successful and beloved of all Mm -hmm. times. Why is that, Greg? I mean, clearly they're not newer shows and sitcom has changed and shifted, not drastically maybe, but definitely in the last, uh, you know, few decades.
2: Oh, sure. I mean, well, the first thing was that that wasn't, you know, television was so new, people were getting television sets in their homes. So people were switching over from radio to TV. There were only a handful of channels. So everybody was watching, you know, if you had a TV, you were watching one of these shows. All of the shows that I just mentioned were all on CBS. So that was one of the handful of channels like Under five, I think there were only three networks at the time. So you were watching one of those three networks anyway, and it was a brand new thing, right? It's like getting the new Mm -hmm. iPhone or getting the, you know, the latest, coolest laptop. Everybody wanted to have it, so they got it, and then they were checking it out. So, uh, you know, that's the main reason, and they they created and established the formula that we still see today. Uh, You know, you stick with that formula. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, uh, yeah, they were all the first and, and groundbreaking at the time.
0: And that has sure continued into the future. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the uh, sitcoms that were successful in the 1970s.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I was born in 1971, so I saw I saw a lot of these shows kind of in syndication. So you had the Mary Tyler Moore show and MASH were kicking into gear during this decade. Uh, Sanford and Son, which I loved, uh, starred comedian Red Fox as a junk dealer named Fred Sanford. Uh, he was also a widower, and he and his son Lamont uh, got into shenanigans every week. Great, great sound. Soundtrack for uh, for Sanford and Son and then all in the family, which is, you know, on some people's lists. It is the top television show of all time about a working class white American family living in Queens, New York. Carol O'Connor played the lead character, Archie Bunker. He was outspoken. He was narrow-minded. He was racist, uh, seemingly prejudiced against everyone who wasn't like him or his oh. idea of how people should be. And, uh, yeah, it was just, like I said, at the top of the list. Everybody talks about how All in the Family was groundbreaking at the time. as the top of the list says the best show of all time in some cases.
1: Wow. Wow. Um it's interesting to hear this kind of a description of a show in 2023 yeah. and still yeah, hold it true as, like, the best or, you know, one of the best. <laughs> but it, it makes sense still because of um, what TV meant, what comedy meant, and what sitcoms were, uh, you know, before what we know it as now.
0: And mm-hmm. like just the yeah, variety absolutely.
1: we get now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, obviously, we've only... Pretty much scratched the surface of these groundbreaking shows so where can people go to watch some of them if any obviously some of them are yeah. just google images now
2: Yeah, no, I was surprised. So the Dick Van Dyke show is available on CH Television out of Hamilton, as well as uh, some other shows we haven't had a chance to talk about, like the Danny Thomas show, I Dream of Jeannie, and even getting into the 80s family ties. So if you go to CH Television out of Hamilton, you can check them out there. If you have access to the CTV app, the Dick Van Dyke show is there, as well as Bewitched and The Flying Nun. And if you have access to the fast channel, Pluto TV, which is a free ad supported streaming TV service, you can uh, watch all the episodes of I Love Lucy and The Andy Griffith Show. So the shows are out there. You can find them on those different platforms.
0: Excellent. Those are some good resources. I, I didn't actually realize that some of those old shows are still out there. There's a lot of old-time radio out there, but television is a little harder to find, it seems sometimes. So that's really good to know that yeah, those apps I'd and be services curious. are available.
1: Exactly. And I'd be curious for people who... Um, haven't watched any of these shows to Mm -hmm. you know only have like the perspective of what sitcom is now or in the last decade or so and then go back and watch some of this content to see what people's reactions would be like Mm
2: -hmm. yeah absolutely go back and watch an old episode of the dick van dyke show and then compare that to the big bang theory or or friends (laughs) or something like that and and say that you know even though the stories may have changed a little bit the whole idea behind it hasn't changed at all
1: it's true It's true, like you said, formulaic, right? It feels like sitcoms are the same on paper, Um, but just curious about the nuances. Greg, thank you so much.
2: Thanks so much for having me, have a great day. Thanks,
1: Greg David, he's helping put a lot of that prime time recording stuff together for Kelly and Remya. that's happening on November 27th as well. So he's very busy behind the scenes, but always joins us every other week to talk television.
0: Up next on The Buzz with Bill could be a tv show just for the buzz (laughs) 24 7 probably bill shackles and tells us how lack of affordable housing in a los angeles neighborhood has inspired activism and art stay with us keep it here for more of kelly and ramya on ami tv join me every couple weeks for the outdoors with lawrence gunther podcast where we learn about outdoor tech and tips Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.